This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Hello, everybody. Today's show is called The Pressure We Create, and it's basically going to be about self-created limits and self-created situations that really tend to make us unhappy. And the funniest thing is that it can, in most cases, be really unconscious, and we're not aware that we're creating these situations, and it really feels like an external pressure, but it's actually something that we've created for ourselves. So today's talk is going to be called The Pressure We Create. I want to thank everybody for emailing in uh, answers to my question last week. And I didn't get too many comments out on the blog, but I do want to uh, find out if I can post some of those up because they were good. Um, I will be doing a talk about what the best thing is to do um, you know, for the world, if anything, uh, soon. And I, I'm still interested in hearing from people on that. So uh, thank you. The pressure we create, that's today's talk. Let's get started. So how many of you people uh, have self-created have-tos or uh, create a lot of pressure for yourselves? Some of these are deeper and some of them can be more superficial. As an example, um, someone on a daily basis sets up to-dos for themselves and just has a list of things they want to accomplish for the day and they end up adding more and more and more things to that. And they get done a lot of things during the day, let's say, but at the end, because they've been creative and because their mind has worked, they've made more to-dos than they've actually gotten done. And so they go home and they feel bad about the ones they didn't get done rather than good about what they did accomplish. So there's one example of sort of self-created pressure on yourself to accomplish and to move forward. There's also more subtle ones. We create pressure about accomplishments in a larger sense or a more subtle sense at uh, at job. I got to get published as an author or I have to get this certain promotion. Um, I have to maintain this certain house. I have to have a certain car of status. Um, so jobs can be self-created pressure. So can houses, so can cars, and uh, most especially salaries, actually. Isn't it amazing how we can go uh, or we, we won't allow ourselves to go backwards in salary. Let's say we always wanted to make you know, $40,000 a year, and we actually end up at some point making $50,000 a year, and we're really unhappy in that job. And then we look for another job, and we think, you know, oh, I'd love to take that one, but it only pays $42,000 a year. And that's very hard for many of us to go backwards in salary. And there's something unconscious in us that in a lot of cases won't let us go back. Even if the job is better, even if the quality of life might be much better at a job, you know, making $42,000 a year, once we're making fifty, we think that's what our time is worth and we won't go back. So there's another sort of self-created uh, pressure or a self-created have to. I have to make a certain amount of money. I have to have certain things. Um, so there's a little description of what, um, what these self-created pressures can be. There's many, many others. Um, and some of them are deeply unconscious. And some of them are a little bit more obvious, like I could call you out on it, like, hey, slow down on that task list. You don't need to go that fast. Um, That is easy to see. Some of the harder ones to see are the inner drive to uh, succeed. And what we often don't notice is that even as we accomplish these things, we don't learn how to appreciate our accomplishments. So where does that leave us if we're incapable of appreciating what we do get accomplished and what we are trying to do? Aren't we then in some way in a race that we can't win? Aren't we 
you know, running for something that we can't get to. And let me describe that a little bit more clearly. I have a certain idea of uh, a success at work that I want to do, and I actually get it implemented. And uh, and that's a, that's that is the fruition of my goal, right? I get there, and before I even notice it, before I even know it, I've created new goals for myself. I can't sit and revel. There's no like end to that treadmill of of accomplishment. I have to move on. I might go out and have, you know, drinks or I might go enjoy the evening and celebrate, but I don't fall into some deep satisfaction that you would think all the work to get to that accomplishment uh, would have allowed. So we end up on this treadmill of I need to accomplish and we often don't even realize when we've, you know, really done anything. I'll get to the end of a day and have been really productive and often feel like I wasn't productive at all. So what is that? Why do we do that? Um, it's because we don't know how to sit in it, and that's what we don't know how to appreciate um, where we are. We're sort of lost on some treadmill of accomplishment or treadmill of time. So there's another subtlety that I'm really trying to capture here, and that's basically the description of how you yourself would see these pressures being created in your own life. We can talk about other people, and we can talk about seeing them elsewhere, but how do we see them in ourselves? And really... It's coming to a place of feeling any kind of discomfort about anything. I've talked a lot about accomplishment, but these things can be other things. They don't always need to be about accomplishment, but they all deal with pressure. So as you're unhappy and as you're sitting there feeling pressure about something, feeling like I have to go into work today uh, because, right? And that open-ended because represents whatever these pressures are that you've created for yourself. They they represent um, because I need to make a certain amount of money or because I need to you know support a wife or because I need to make sure these cars are there. And so if you look at that, if you really, I, I know people that are getting ulcers at work that are uh, you know acting in addictive ways that are you know really hurting themselves because of all this pressure and they haven't stopped to look at what the pressure is made of. Can you switch jobs? Yes, you can. Can you move into a different house? Yes, you can. Can your kids go from private school to public school? Yes, they can. What would happen if you let some of those pressures that you built up fall away? What if you actually challenged that? What if you looked at them and said, I don't need to have uh, the BMW. I can have the used car. Or maybe I take public transportation. Or, you know, if I lost my job, what would really happen? Oh, I'd be homeless and it'd be horrible. And we don't, we don't actually always go all the way out and look at that very deeply. So what are the pressures that we create? What are the pressures that you create in your own life? And once you look at that, how would you deal with them? And I have a little exercise that's simple. I pretty much just described it, but we'll go over it again in, in a second. Something that's really important to point out is that we can talk about, you know, can I move into a different house? So many, so many people's answers to that are, no, I can't. That's just not acceptable. My wife wouldn't allow it or my you know, husband wouldn't allow it or my kids wouldn't have enough room to play or whatever, right? So we set up these big barriers of that. But if we really look closely, we can move into a cheaper house. We can buy the cheaper car. And I, I want to say that again because it's really important. And then I want to add another facet to this exploration because what we're talking about here is not actually doing the moving it's not actually getting into the situation of less I'm not advertising that um, you know that we should all move into smaller houses or we can get rid of our cars although that is a good 
exercise. Living simply is a wonderful thing. But what I'm talking about in this talk is the exploration of finding what our pressures are. And that's a really important distinction, so I'm going to say it in my little cheesy, slow voice. It's really important that we just find out what these pressures are. And then we may not have to take any action on them at all, because if we see them, they have less power. So if I'm at work and I'm really unhappy and I'm doing this whole thing and oh, I have to go into work again just because, right? And I have that open-ended because, and that's because my unconscious belief system is creating all this pressure and I don't know what it is. If I turn and look at that, if I turn and say, oh, it's because of the house and oh, it's because of the family. Oh, and it's because of this stuff. A couple things can happen. I then have the opportunity to alter what my pressures are if I want to potentially moving toward moving into a smaller house, doing all that stuff. But I also can see and be inspired by what my pressures are as well. I can say, yeah, that's why I'm doing this. And then my experience of this moment isn't an unconscious one of being pushed around, but it's a conscious one of what's going on with me today. I hope that makes sense. I hope that lands because it's really important. By looking and becoming aware, which is the you know, the concept in all of these talks is developing awareness, becoming aware of what the pressures are in our life, the things that are pushing us around. This is really the epiphany that allows us the power to affect our lives appropriately, to make the adjustments in the pressure or to continue down the road that the pressure is creating to do accomplishment. We can do either of those and we're free to do either of those. So uh, I hope I beat that to death enough and that that made sense. So when you sit there and you feel like I've got to accomplish this certain success at, at work, uh, I've been with successful people and watched them accomplish goals. And rather than revel in it, they immediately and unconsciously create new goals. So again, what pressures are you creating? And the interesting thing is to see how unconscious these things become. We sit and think, of course I have to do this thing. Of course I have to go to work or of course I have to uh, be successful or of course I have to get through this to-do list. But the exercise that we need to do would be to learn to find what your self-created limits are and what your self-created have-tos are and learn to soften them. Uh, know that you can lose your job. You can move. Your life could be different in thousands of ways, and you don't have to continue down the same path. Um, in the same breath, we don't have to change, but we know it's okay that if we fall short, it's only our own sort of unconscious belief system that we're falling short of, and sometimes those can be ridiculous. Intentionally soften your limits. Watch the pressure that it creates in your life and see if it's really external pressure. I, su I suggest that it's almost never external pressure. Uh, we do have bosses that can be, uh, you know, a pain and all that stuff. But most of the time, the pressure we're creating is how much we want to satisfy that boss or how much we want to do. So it's still self-created pressure, even when it seems like an external thing. So watch when the pressure we create in our lives and see if it's really external pressure. I suggest it almost always isn't. We can live in the smaller house. We can drive the cheaper car. The kids can go to public school, but maybe they don't have to. That's up to you. So that'll pretty much wrap up the talk for today. Please check out my website, backtobreath.com. Get involved. Uh, look at the blogs, read the blogs, comment on the blogs, whatever. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is Rob Scott. You've been listening to Fundamental Shift. Have a great day. Be kind to yourself and everybody else. Bye-bye. Well,